Dr. Haley from the beautiful hills of West Virginia, and welcome to the relaunching of Voices. Um, please forgive the way this recording sounds. I came home sick from seminar, and I've I've got the horrible cold that just doesn't want to go away. Um, so let's get started today. We're going to be talking about perspective and spiritual authority. So I wanted to share some things with you that the Lord has been speaking to me about um, since January, the actual beginning of this year of great grace. The Lord has actually been speaking to me about two things, perspective or perception and the authority structure. So I was literally awakened one night in the middle of the night and I could see the word perception lit up like a huge neon road sign. So I really wasn't surprised when Pastor spoke of this um, the Sunday before seminar. He said that perception is the battlefield of grace and I have to say that truer words have never been spoken. If you look at the word perspective, it is actually derived from the Latin root meaning to look through or to perceive. All of the meanings of the word perspective really have something to do with looking. So what is perception? Perception is a noun that means the ability to see, hear, or become aware of something through the senses. The state of being or process of becoming aware of something through the senses is also synonymous with discernment, realization, and cognizance. It's a way of regarding, understanding, or interpreting something, a mental impression. What is authority structure? Simply put, it is an organizational power structure. The amount of authority increases with each level higher a person or organization is in the hierarchy. The ultimate power remains with the person at the very top of the hierarchy, with that position holding the final authority to make final decisions in all matters. Many words have been spoken about the growth of our network, and I believe that we are on the cusp of great expansion. But in order for that to happen, God must firmly establish his authority structure with regards to the network. We are in a year of promotion, yes, but also in a year of truly establishing his firm structural foundation so that growth can come without chaos abounding. I'm not military, but I grew up in a military family, so I understand leadership, I understand authority, and I understand structure. I was also very blessed to be raised by a godly mother who studied and understood spiritual authority, and so she taught me very well. Watchman Nee wrote a book about spiritual authority, so let's run through some of the things he speaks of with regard to this topic. One who learns spiritual authority as the power base for ministry must recognize the essential source of all authority, God. God's delegated authority does not belong to the person exercising it. That person is just a channel. The channel of delegated authority is responsible to God for how that authority is exercised. A leader is one who recognizes God's authority manifested in real-life situations. Subjection to authority means that a person is subject to God himself and not to the channel through which the authority comes. 
Rebellion against authority means that a person is not subjecting himself to God, though it may appear that the person is rejecting some impure manifestation of God's authority through a human channel. People who are under God's authority look for and recognize spiritual authority and willingly place themselves under it. Spiritual authority is never exercised for one's own benefit, but for those under it. A person in spiritual authority does not have to insist on obedience. That is the moral responsibility of the follower. And God is responsible to defend spiritual authority. God is our commander-in-chief. He is sovereign and his will is absolute. He and he alone will choose the spiritual authority in every organization. He and he alone has the power to anoint a king or priest. The rest of us fall in as rank and file. Ephesians 6.12 reminds us that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. I have heard it said many times, and it is true, that the mind is the devil's playground. Our minds are always, always, always at war with our spirit. So how we perceive something begins with how we see it and how we mentally break down what we are seeing. So let's be real with each other. We all have issues. We all have those places inside of us that need to be dealt with, whether it be insecurities, a lack of self-confidence, feeling like we've been passed over, and I could go on and on and on. The list is expansive. So allowing the enemy to wreak havoc with our perception will cause these things to rise up in us, and soon we will be rebelling against God's anointed. This is what the enemy does. And believe me when I tell you, he does it very well. Let us not forget that he managed to persuade seven high-ranking angels to rebel against God and go with him. This was not an easy task, yet he managed to pull it off beautifully. We are on the cusp of great expansion. Hear me when I tell you that he is working overtime to make sure that this does not happen. We cannot and we must not let him win. He will come at us from within and without to accomplish his end game. As the ecclesia, it is crucial for us to remind ourselves daily that we are not of this world, but we are in it. We are not warring against the flesh, but against spiritual wickedness in high places. We are God's elite army and must understand that there is an authority structure in place. No army can prevail without an authority structure. So, let's look at what ecclesia means. It's a Greek word translated as church and assembly in the New Testament, meaning a calling out. The ecclesia was the governing body of the city or realm. When a decision or urgency arose, the call would go out for the ecclesia to convene. The leaders of industry and society were the ecclesia, and they were impressed during such times of challenge to come out from whatever it was they were doing in order to govern. This is the Greek term that Jesus chose to define his church. It was not from the standpoint of, of avoiding the world, but from the perspective of being his authoritative voice within it. 
The church should consist of Christ-like individuals. Anyone willing to be Christ-like would have to be in direct communication with the Heavenly Father. And according to the Lord Jesus, commune with the Heavenly Father and revelation from Him in conjunction with the assignment of Christ-like duties and responsibility would form the church or ecclesia. Through this body of sons, the hidden gates of spiritual darkness would not be able to resist the onslaught of the kingdom of God. So in order for the body of sons to prevent the gates of spiritual darkness from prevailing over the kingdom of God, we must move as one. We must understand that we are one unit under one authority and move as one people. We must look at things from a spiritual perspective, understanding that it is all about the will and the purpose of our Heavenly Father, establishing His kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven. Nothing. And I mean absolutely nothing else matters. We need to see through our spiritual eyes and break down what we see from a spiritual perspective. It is the only way that we will be able to accomplish the task that is set before us. If we can do this, and I know we can, we will achieve great grace individually and corporately. Since we are a spiritual military unit, the last thing I want to share with you is something that the Lord began speaking to me during opening session of seminar. Monica had us go into a short time of intercession, and the Lord reminded me of a dream I had about Pastor Ron, which I shared. He also spoke very clearly to me and said that he was closing the ranks. I had a basic understanding of what that meant, but felt I needed to get my phone out and Google it. Close ranks is, de is derived from the military practice of closing the space between lines or ranks of troops as they are deployed across the battlefield. Therefore, or thereby, decreasing the depth of the formation as it faces the enemy side. The practice, the practice allowed for the second rank to fire their weapons without movement, sidestepping and firing alongside and slightly to the rear of the first rank. This is exactly what Peretz is. Peretz is the Hebrew derivative of Peretz and translated as stand and breaches in the Old Testament, meaning to shore up the access gaps and entries into our dwelling. It depicts someone who stands in the gap in order to make up the hedge where God has commissioned us. When the Peretz is established, the power of Peretz is made available. When we are functioning properly in the Peretz, there is Peretz. Peretz is breakthrough, meaning the place from which breakthrough of conquest and expansion is launched. The pathway of the Lord for blessing and for the population of the land is found by standing where He places us, functioning faithfully there, while looking for the demonstration of blessing and breakthrough that follows. I love this! This is really exciting! So lastly, let's look at closing ranks, which is what the Lord clearly said He was doing. Closing ranks means two things. Number one, it means to regroup forces, especially when this involves overlooking differences in order to face a challenge or adverse situation. It often implies to making a show of unity, especially in public. 
It also means, number two, to maintain silence and secrecy in the face of some external threat. God is closing our ranks. He is regrouping us and cautioning us to love one another unconditionally and to overlook our differences. None of us is perfect and we cannot afford to get offended ever for any reason. We, each one, has been chosen. The Lord has joined each one of us together into this amazing network of saints and sons. How amazing is that? Only God could do such a thing. Only God could bring a people together from across the United States and from across the world, bind them in unity and love as one moving unit. That's magnificent. We must trust him and believe that he knows exactly what he is doing. We must remain silent when voices from without and within try to skew or sway our perspective. We must never engage. We must cut them off, remove, renew our mind, and move on. God's anointed is God's anointed. It is never our place to question God. What an amazing, amazing and incredible time to be alive. And what an amazing year lies ahead, lies ahead of us. I speak great grace to you all. Amen.